Right, good morning. It's good to see everyone. Uh, our learning this morning will be Le'ilu Nishmas Bala Basur Tzvi. Hank's uh, mother, whose yard site is, uh, is today, and our learning should be Le'ilu for her neshama. <coughs> the uh, pasuk tells us in Parashat Shemois when Hakadosh Baruch Hu initially charged Moshe Rabbeinu with uh, taking Klal out of Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu initially hesitates, and he says, "Klal is going to ask me, what is your name?" What am I supposed to tell them? That my name is So the Paradise Yosef already asks what Moshe Rabbeinu was unfamiliar with Hashem's name up until this point. So he explains, based on a comment of the Rabbeinu Bechai, that we're familiar with, that Moshe Rabbeinu was Kavad Peu Kavad Loshon. Moshe Rabbeinu had a speech impediment. And he was unable to say the letter Dawid and the letter Lamid. So he couldn't say Elikim, he couldn't say the Shem Adnus. So he, he didn't know how to refer to the Rebbe Shalom. So Rebbe Shalom gave him a name for this occasion, Ekiyah Asher Ekiyah. However, in the following Pasuk, the Pasuk tells us, Vayomer Oid Elikim El Moshe, Koisoy Maro Bnei Yisrael, Hashem Elikeh Avaisechem, there is the Yud Kei Vav Kei, Tell Kaiso that uh, the shame Havaya is sending you to them. This is my name. Forever this is the way I should be referred to eternally. And the Gemara comments in Mesephus Kiddushin on the Fayin Vav. whose name is written one way, the shame Havaya Yudkei and it's pronounced a different way we pronounce it uh, with the shame Adnus. But both of these are the primary name of the Rebbeinu Shalalam. So since the uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu establishes his primary name, Zeshemili Olam Zezechri Ledoradar, and Parashat Shemois, um, I thought it was appropriate to perhaps discuss the names of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the halachas that, are, that uh, apply to them, erasing them, and how one is supposed to treat uh, the names of, of the Rebbeinu Shalalam. So the Pasuk tells us in Parashat Re'eh, that's over here, Ois Aleph, that uh, ideally one is supposed to destroy the names uh, of Avodah Zarah, when we conquer it's Israel and there will be names of Avodah Zarah, we're supposed to destroy them. But the following Pasuk states, You should not do so when it comes to the names of the Rebbe Nishalolam. And the Gemara comments in Mesech Lismachus and Davchav Beis, from here is in Azhara, not to destroy the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Gemara tells us in Mesech Tashvuas and Daf Lamed Hey that there are Shiva Shemois She'enam Nimchakim. There are seven names of the Rebbe Nishom. Of course, the primary Shem of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Shem Havaya, the Shem Adnus. But there are secondary names of the Rebbe Nishom, and the Sh- there are Shiva Shemois, seven names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that are Enam Nimchakim. And the Rambam quotes this, at the beginning of Hilchus Yisodei Hatayrak, the sixth parak of Yisodei Hatayrak, Koch Hamaabed is Hashem and Hashem is Hakadosh Matahirim Shneikar Bahem Hakadosh Baruch Hu Loikim in Hatayrak. If you do so, you get Malchus because of this pasuk Loisasim Ken LaHashem Ovakechem VeShiva Shemos Heim. And there's the seven Shemos which we are generally uh, familiar with. There's a second girsa in the Rambam that includes Ekiyeh Asher Ekiyeh, which is a Machlokes Harishayim. Actually, if that's three Shema, if it's three word Shem, Ekiyeh Asher Ekiyeh is the Shem, or Ekiyeh alone is one of the Shema Shem Mchakim. But either way, the Rambam quotes the Gemara more or less that uh, it's an Easter in the Torah to destroy or to erase one of the uh, Shiva Shemos Sheinam Nimchakim. The Rama adds 
in Yeridei and Hilchah Sefer Torah that perhaps is another name, an additional name, which is the name of Shalom. Because the Pasuk says in Parsha, in the Sefer Shoftim, Vayikvaloi Hashem Shalom, Kodesh Baruch Hu is sometimes called Shalom, and therefore Shalom perhaps is one of the Shemos as well, She'enam Nimchakim. Uh, the Shach already says we don't have this uh, minute to treat Shalom as a, as a Shem Kodesh. However, the Pischei Tshuva and the Shach, uh, the Pischei Tshuva and Ramayusha both say it depends on the context. Ramayusha says if you just, you shouldn't write Shalom independently, that might refer to the Yibani Shalom. If you write Shalom Uvrocha, peace and blessing, so then it's obvious you don't refer, you're not referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but uh, to write Shalom independently, Rav Moshe was Nizhar, but either way, um, many poets can assume uh, that we, we pass in Shalom is not one of the uh, Shiva Shemos, She'enam Nimchakim. What if you say one of the Shiva Shemos in Elosh and Laz, in English? So the Shach writes, again in Hilchah Sefer, uh, Sefer Torah, about Hashem Beloshan HaKadosh Hu Shem, if it's in Loshan HaKadosh, it's a Shem, but Beloshan Chol, ain't a Shem Klau. If it's like uh, what he describes as Gott in uh, German, or Bug, I guess, in Polish, whatever. There are other, if we say God in English, that would not be considered to be uh, one of the Shema Sheinam Nimchakim. It doesn't have the same uh, status, and one would be allowed to erase it. Nonetheless, the Mishnah Bura says that uh, you should not be Noigit Aminik Bizoyon. And therefore, you should not uh, mention it in a, in a restroom, in a place of filth, in a bathhouse. One should refrain from mentioning uh, these uh, these uh, other uh, descriptions of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, or the name uh, of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is translated into another language. God should not be mentioned in a bathroom. The Kitzur Shulchan Aruch also says you shouldn't mention it gratuitously, like the same way we don't mention the shame of Hakadosh Baruch Hu gratuitously. So too we shouldn't say God gratuitously. I don't know if that uh, if that is, follows necessarily from the Mishnah The Mishnah says not to treat it with a minig of bizayon. But many, uh, many felt that the Shach, when he says it doesn't have the name of a status of the name of a Kaddish Baruch Hu at all, that it's, uh, you can mention it whenever you want and you can bring it uh, into the bathroom. That's the Chumrah of the Mishnah Bura. Now, to do that, that's perhaps why some say, oh gosh, you know, oh gosh, as opposed to, uh, oh God. They quote in the name of the Reb Chaim Moezer, it says in the Tshuva Sachiyazer that if you want to make sure that it should not acquire uh, the status of one of the Shemos, if you do G D, so already at that point you could uh, you know you could you don't, you don't have to be concerned. The dash itself is somewhat controversial. Abnei Nezer, Sagatchev Rebbe writes that the dash doesn't do anything. We all know what's supposed to be there. It's uh, an O or a dash. And if you're just separating, like if you would uh, write one of the shemos, uh, one of the true shemos, shenam nimchakim keil, or the shem havaya, and you put a dash in between, the Abnei Nezer feels that that does not relieve it of its status of uh, one of the shemos shenam nimchakim. It wouldn't help. Uh, others disagree. <coughs> Many are not sure about it. But either way, when it comes to this, which is already a chumr to begin with, to write uh, to uh, erase a shame of Hakadosh Baruch in a different language, if you make the dash in between, already that would be enough. Okay. So these are the seven shame of shame and They cannot be destroyed or certainly treated with a minig of bizayon, and therefore cannot be uh, thrown uh, into the garbage. They would have to be put into geniza, into what uh, you know what we call. Shemos. What if, though, you have the name of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, one of these Shiva Shemos, but it appears as part of a larger word, like the name Daniel, or the name Shmuel, or Yishmael. So the Tashbait has a chuva about this, where he discusses, what about those names of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that appear in the Chumash, but they don't refer to Hashem, like Elohim Acherim. So the Tashbait, at the end of the period of the Rishonim, was asked, do we have to treat that with Kedushas Hashem? So the Tashbait says, no! It's only if you have in mind to make it holy. 
If you write it without kavana to the Rebbeinu Shalalim, it's not kaddish. V'kol shekain shemas b'nei adam. Certainly, there the name. Certainly, therefore, the names of people like Immanuel or Eli Eliyahu, even though these might contain shemos of the Rebbeinu Shalalim within them, that's a different name. It's not the shem kaddish, and therefore that would be uh, it would be allowed. The Chassam Seifer has a tshuva, maybe Beit El, like in Eretz Yisrael, where it's a separate word. If it's a separate word, meaning it's two words. Do you have, let's say, Daniel is one word. So the shame of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is included within it, but it's a, but primarily a shame of But over here you have two, it's two separate words. So there the Chassam Seifer has a, a tzad, maybe there's room to be machmer, but even there most, uh, most are mekel, that we assume that when a person has two names, that's considered to be one name with two parts. Let's say a person's name is uh, Avram Yitzchak. So, so his name is not Avram uh, plus Yitzchak. There's no get to many areas of halacha. His name is Avram Yitzchak. That's why on a get, on a ksuba, the name always has to be written on one line, just like the Gemara says in Chulin, Kedar Oimer has to, even though it's two parts, has to be written on one line. So too, if a person uh, says in Hilchus Gittin, if a person has a name with two parts, has to be written on one line in the get, just like in the Sefer Torah, because it has the status of uh, of one name. Or a person is, you know, afraid of marrying Kala Kachamaisa with the same name, a daughter-in-law with the same name as the Shviger. So if one's name is Rachel and one's name is Sarah Rachel or Rachel Sarah, those are two two different names. Since it has two parts, it's uh, considered to be a new name. That operative with Yud K as well. Yeah. Also, also should have been a shame. Many tzaddikim were not like, throughout the generations. If you have a name that concludes with uh, Yud Hey or Yeshayahu or Yirmiyahu, which is even more, which is a Yud uh, Hey and above. So since already that's close, yeah, it's close to a shame kodesh independently. You just add one more letter. Now you have the whole shame avaya. So there were those who are machmir to write, like the Chazanish used to sign his letters, Yud Shin, his name was Avram Yeshaya, so he used to sign Yud Shin, Ayin Yud, with an apostrophe. That's Because he was afraid of writing the hay and the Vav. Some claim that's why we have the minute to call the name Yeshaya, not Yeshayahu. Very rarely you hear people called Yeshayahu. But Kai is not one of the seven names of Shein But if you have a Yud, hey, you add another Vav, and then another hey, so you get close to a Shein Kodesh. And Kai is... Uh, is a shame of the Rebbeinu Shalom. There's a stringency with the Yud K more so than with the Ahavlamid. I don't know. <coughs> I'm not sure. I think that same Chumrah is expressed in the people who write the Daesh in Daniel and in Shmuel. It's the same type of Chumrah. So that same minig uh, of Tzadikim that they would write it by. Uh, or you find sometimes in Svarim, you know, where people are writing, they weave out the Yud and then the Hey. That's not just to save time. It doesn't save time with this mitzvah. It's because you're afraid of writing even a little bit of a shame kaddish. And the Sefer Yosef Oimitz, which is the old minhagim, it was uh, Yosef Han who lived in the 1600s, who recorded many of the minhagim of the Frankfurt community and uh, minhage Ashkenaz. But he's just recording Minhagim that existed even before. says that's why we don't, for the number 15, we don't write uh, yud Hey, We write Tesvav. Even though, if we would use it for the number 15, it's a shame Chel. We have no, it's like Elohim HaKherim. We have no intention for Kedusha. Nonetheless, uh, there was an Inya not to write it. Or even uh, 16, we write Tezayin. We don't write yud Vav, because we don't want to begin uh, a shame Kodesh. In the Yosef Aymets, he says, that's why you'll sometimes see in... Uh, all the writings, the name Yehuda spelled with an Aleph. 
Why? Because they were afraid. Oh, you know, you have the whole shame Havai over there. If you just forget the Dawid, I don't know how you'd forget the Dawid, but if you happen to forget the Dawid, oh no, now you have a shame Havai. Even so, it shouldn't be a problem, because you don't have a mind for the shame Havai. You have a mind for the name of Yehuda. But since it was too close for comfort, so they... Um, have it over here. With an Aleph. That goes back to the, the minute of the of the Yerushalmites. Does it matter that when these names were given, they were no, I don't think so. That's what I would have thought by Beit El. But we assume Beit El is one name. It, it's like a... It's all one name. I heard a fantastic raya. I heard in the name of Blaze. I heard it from uh, Rav David Konshlit in the name of uh, Blaze Silver. He brought a raya from Chumash because the Pasuk says at the end of Parashas Matos that uh, Machir ben Menashe had two children. He had Noivach and Yoyer. And he named two cities after each one of his children. So he named the city after Yar was Chavois Yair. And after Noivach, he named Vayikolo Noivach Bishmoi. So the Pasuk concludes when he names the city Noivach, it's Noivach Bishmoi. When it concludes that he named the, the town Chavois Yair after Yair, it doesn't say Bishmoi. So Blazer Silver said, because Chavois Yair is different than Yair. Yair is one name, Chavois Yair is a different name. Noivach, he called the town Noivach. Noivach, that's Bishmoi. That's in his name. But if you add a second name, the first name already becomes a separate shame. So Beit El uh, also. What about other descriptions uh, of the Rebbeinu Shalolim? Like we say, Rebbeinu Shalolim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we have Shiva Shema Shemim Mimchakim. If it's part of a shame, uh, larger Shem it's not a problem. What about other descriptions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So the Rambam was quotes from the Gemara Mesech Lashvuas, at the same Gemara in Lamed Hamed Aleph. The Shara Kinuyim Shemeshachim Benes HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Gonchanim Berachim Agolo Agiba Vanaira, or including that would be HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or Rebbeinu Shalolim, all of these things, one is allowed uh, to erase them. So any other uh, description or, uh, or uh, name that refers to a Kaddish Baruch Hu that's not one of these uh, official names uh, should, not have been, uh, should not have been a concern erasing it. However, there are more rights. V'ashem shekhoisim b'sidurin beiz yudin ve'echlagaben If they write two yuds mutalamaychoi im hu l'tzayrech you're allowed to erase it if you have a need. This is from the Tshuva of the Tshuva Sadeshen, and the Shach writes, Mepiskei, which is the Tshuva Sadeshen, Yisa L'Tzarech Godo. has to be a major need. What's the concern? This is not one of the Shiva Shema Shainim Nemchakim. Why are we concerned with the Yud Yud? So the Tshuva Sadeshen explains, it's perhaps an extrapolation from the Gemara, this is his own uh, Chiddush, but it's in, he extrapolates it from a Gemara Mesech Tashvuas. The Gemara tells us in Mesech Tashvuas that if you write Aleph Lamed from the name Eloikim, or the Yud K from the name of, uh, of Havaya, Harezeinu Nimchok. You're not allowed to erase it because that's already the beginning of the shame. Two letters is the beginning of the shame. What about Shin Dalet from Shakai, or the Aleph Dalet? Me'adnus, or the Tzadi. Uh, Bays from Svakos, that's okay, that's not a problem. It's only a Yud K from the Shem Havaya or the Aleph Lamed from the name of Elohim. Why? Why those two only? So the Pashup Shat is because those two are Shemos independently. Aleph then Lamed is its own independent name. So it also begins Elohim, but you just wrote a Shem. So you can't be Nimchaket or the Yud and then a Hey. That's cut. That you can't. That's an independent shame. So even though you intend to write the whole shame havaya, you write yud and then uh, and then a hey, you'll have a problem because it's an independent shame. However, Tosis has a different gear. So in the name of Rabbeinu Chananel, that he held Aleph Dalid from the shame of Adnus also ain't on Nimchak. So Tosis says, why? That makes no sense. That's not our gear. So that was the gear of Rabbeinu Chananel. 
So I asked Tysus, why? These are not independent uh, of God, it's not an independent shame. So it says, as we begin, the shame Havaya is different. And it's pronounced with the shame Adnus, they're all the same shame. So shame Hamiyuchad, who Yesh Lahachmer Boyoisa, we have to be Machmer even more, even if you put two letters from that beginning of that shame, even though it's not an independent shame of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Al of Doubt is not independently significant, but since you plan to write the Shem Adnus, and that is the primary name of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we have to be careful even with two letters. So the Chumas Hadeshan makes not with a, a big jump from this, he says, well, maybe even one letter then. If you write the first letter of the Shem Havaya, Yud, of the Yud Kevav K, so the, the Truman Sadesh says, maybe that you can't erase either. Kevin the Zeh Hashem Yud Betchila, it begins with the Yud, so perhaps you have to be careful with erasing it. So therefore the Ramah quotes this Lomaisa, that you're not allowed to erase the two Yuds in a Sefer, with, um, for no reason, it has to be, as the Shach said, Litzerach uh, Godo. What about a middle letter now of the Shem Havaya? Is it only a Yud? What if I just write a Hey? So the Pisrei Tshuva over there quotes him a Sefer, B'nei Yoyna, it's not only the Yud, but once we're going to jump to the Chumash Hadesh in the first letter of the Shem Havaya, so that's not such a far you know, jump or, or argument to make, that even a middle letter of the Shem Havaya one should also not be allowed uh, to erase. From this, you have the Chumrah of the uh, rugged Chavar he held, it was Meikar Adin, that if you have a base hay on the top of a, a letter, you're not allowed to throw the base hay into the garbage because the hay is already a reference to the Shem Havaya. Ramesha is a chuva about it. Ramesha is a chuva about it. And Ramesha says, well, it's funny. Ramesha says, no one's going to throw it out anyway. What are you talking about? No one's going to throw it out. People are going to throw out the letter. So Ramesha says, huh? Yeah, he says it's not a problem. Not because it's not a problem, you know, in theory, it's not a problem because no one's going to throw it out. Everyone threw out Ramesh's letters. It's true. That's a good point. People threw out other letters. Huh? Is there a difference between Pika and just throwing away something? You would have thought yes, because really where it's going to a landfill somewhere. I mean, one could. Maybe. Maybe. We'll get to the grammar at the end. But you're treating it with a minig bizarre, which is even worse than being marchikit. I mean, you're putting it together with the banana peels, with the, you know, other. Uh, you know, the, you know, yeah. So you're, you're treating it, if you adjust, you're right, take it and put it, you know, in a place where it wasn't together with gar- literally garbage, so then you might have an argument. But since you're putting it together with all the garbage, it's a minig bizarre, which is almost worse than being marchiket. Others were not happy with the chum of the Rogachover. There's a Rebavadi Yosef, and there's a Tshuva from Rav Sternbach, quotes in the name of Briskerov. Many argued and they held that this is not a problem. You have the first Yud of the Shem Havai, it's the beginning of Yud Kevavke. But the Hey, already that's too far. Many argue, and this is what Rav Moshe makes the argument. Rav Moshe says, well, you know, if you write Bisyat of the Shemaya, that's where it came from. Those are Machmir on this, right? Beis Samach Dawid. Because Rav Moshe said, then you don't have a problem. Because uh, that's not the hey, but if you write Be'ezus Hashem, so maybe it means Be'ezus Havaya. Others argue you don't mean the Shem Havaya when you write Be'ez Hey. What do you mean? What do most people, if you would ask people, what do you mean Be'ezus Hashem, which itself is not uh, one of the Shiva Shemos? 
So, but those who were machmir on it held the hay as a reference to the shame havaya. One could argue that they mean Bezos Hashem. But either way, Rabbi Yishev says if you avoid the whole thing, if you write Bezos Hashem or Imyirza Hashem or Beis Hamotad Bisiyata Deshmaya, then already you don't have a problem. The Rachashulchan says if you write a Dalin, so he says the Dalit is the same as the hay from the Yud Kevavke. Why? Because the Dalit is from the shame Avnos. So that, well, I don't know why they just couldn't pick like a, da- a gimel. But what's the origin of writing on a letter, a partial letter? You should write that anyway. Where did that come from? That you have to do something like that to write something. Because well, we want to refer to Rebbeinu Shalom, any, any kind of kind of and we don't want to have all of the, the the implications that come with writing a shame. Shein and Imchak, so they wrote a hey. But what if they leave it out completely? Somebody writes a letter. Baruch Atah blank in a sitter. No, 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 in a letter. I'm writing to you. In a letter. That's what Meisher says. I don't know what the whole Indian is to begin with. That's what Meisher says. So I think those who do it do it like we want the Rebbeinu to be constantly in our consciousness. So they wrote it on the letters. Others say it comes from Bayaz. The Gemara says in Mesafla's Brach of the Daphna Dawid, Bayaz comes and he greets the Kaitrim with Hashem Imochem. You're supposed to greet people with the Shem Hashem. So therefore, when you greet people in a Mikhtov, in a letter, you should greet them with the Shem Hashem. Like Baruch Abba, you know. So why don't you do that in your formal. Uh, so that's why I only think it's a letter. If I'm writing notes or I'm writing on a blackboard for, for students, there's no reason to write based on I'm not writing a letter to people. I'm not greeting you, B'Shem Hashem. But if it's the Rebbeinah Shalom should always be in our consciousness, so then I understand that I am. But Ramayusha says the whole Indian never has no source, there's no marker, so Ramayusha says better not to get involved in the child, not to write it at all, briskerov. They say in the name of the Grah, Rebchai Velazhner never wrote it, so I, would, I don't write this on any of my letters. I don't recommend that you do, but uh, I understand what those who are coming from that they do, and if you're going to do it, I wouldn't write uh, with Beis Hey, you probably write... Uh, Okay, well, let's say you know you don't have one of the shiva shemas shenim nuchachim. Shemas refers to the shemas of the rebbeinu. You don't have one of the shiva shemas, and you don't have one of these uh, first letters of the shemas shenim nuchachim either. So the Rambam says then you're not uh, you know you're clear of the isa midiraisa, but midirabanan they extended this as well to kol kisvei hakodesh. The Rambam writes in Perik Vav. We give him Marcus Midrabanon. So if you destroy, certainly embarrass or treat uh, not properly, Kisve Hakaidesh, which, uh, you know, most, you know, simply refers to, let's say, a Megillus Esther. Megillus Esther doesn't have the shame of the Rebbeinu Shalom in the entire thing. So what does that mean? You can throw it, uh, you know, in the garbage. Chas v'shalom, midirabonon, it's prohibited to do so, but so too um, any kisvei uh, hakodesh. Where did, the, how did the Rambam, where did this halacha uh, derive from? So it derives from the beginning of a parakol kisvei hakodesh, and Mesech the Shabbos, that if you have a fire, breaks out, on Shabbos, you're allowed to save the kisvei hakodesh on Shabbos, so they shouldn't be destroyed. So since you're allowed to save them on Shabbos, presumably we can uh, derive from that it's an Easter, uh, an Easter to destroy them. It's true that Gemara says, though, that if you have, let's say, a, a brachis, that's not Kisvei HaKadosh. You can't save that on Shabbos. Or if you have a Sefer Torah that has less than 85 letters, that's one of the reasons that we have the parsha in Parshas Baloitzah, Vehibin Sayah Ha'aron, and Uvnucha Yaymar is bracketed off by inverted nuns. That's a separate Sefer of 85 letters. If you have less than that, you can't save it on Shabbos. So the Truma Sadesh, I'm sorry, the Tashbates writes, even though that's the rule when it comes to Shabbos, that's if it, to let it be destroyed by itself, but to destroy it beyond or even more machmer. Everything. You cannot destroy them.
Beyond. If it's a cloth, it has to be put in a klicharis and buried in the ground. If it's not on a cloth, then it has to be. Uh, no, does the kitzvah kodesh mean cloth? What means anything? No, presumably any. Presumably any. They only had cloth. Well, cloth is only significant if it's one of the sifrei tanach. Otherwise, what do I care that they, everything they wrote was on cloth? But it uh, right. doesn't acquire a unique status. The Shulchan Aruch also says in Hilchas Sefer Torah, also there comes Sukim Betalis. You're not allowed to write Sukim on your Talis because the Talis Meikar Adin. We don't. It's not our minig. You could walk into a bathroom with the Tzitzis on with the Talis Golo. We don't do it with the Talis Golo, but you could, in theory, walk in with the Talis Golo. If you can have a pasuk on it, you're going to be uh, bringing it into a place where it doesn't belong. So you see from the Shulchan Aruch as well that we're Machmer even a pasuk, one pasuk, or brachos, or anything that was established Anshak Nesagdaila, any type of Torah. Um, one is not allowed to destroy Midrabanan and therefore would have to be put into Shemers. So therefore, Ramosha writes, one should not write a Pusuk on invitations or on announcements or on uh, uh, Kokores. You should not write a Pusuk because these things are going to be thrown onto the ground and no one's going to throw them into Shemers. They're going to destroy it. So Ramosha says it shouldn't be on invitations, it shouldn't be in a place just like the Talis where you're going to walk into a place of Bizoyan. It's not proper to write a Pusuk. So Ramosha said on these types of things, it's not right to uh, correct write a pasuk either. What constitutes a pasuk? So we find in other areas of halacha, with regards to halacha of sirtut, that three letters from a pasuk is called a, uh, three words from a pasuk is called a pasuk. Beresh is vara, even if it wouldn't be the shemos of a chadash baruch you know, like him. So three letters or three words from a pasuk is a pasuk and have the status of the kedusha of the pasuk. But if it's less than that, if it's two words. Uh, they're not. Or the Shulchan Aruch says, if you write it in a Melitza, I don't mean the Pasuk. I write two letters, you know, uh, Baruch I'm not referencing the Pasuk, Baruch Habo B'Shem Hashem. I'm right in. I'm just, uh, you know, welcoming you. If you mean it as a, a Melitza, I'm just being poetic and using the language of the Chumash, um, then it would be allowed. So when somebody writes an invitation or a letter of reading, yeah, they mean it as to be poetic. What? It wouldn't have the status of... Uh, if you mean to reference the Pasuk, then yes. I mean, if you're trying to show off to me, you know Tanakh, then yes. <laughs> if you're just trying to... If you're just trying to... Be poetic in your language, they're not. The Pisgah Tshuva, though, adds, this is only because we assume in two letter, two uh, words, you can't figure out the Pasuk. But if it's... V'halach to Bidrochov... Or if it's, uh, you know, Vishinantum Levonecha. These are clear references to the Pasuk, so then perhaps we should even be Machmer uh, if it's, uh, if it's uh, two words. Yeah. What about an audio tape? Yeah, the tapes, it was... No one has tapes anymore, that's why the whole... Uh, There's a whole literature about tapes and microfilm. No, no, but digital recordings. Digital recordings, we assume, are not a shame, HaKadosh Baruch, a shame Kodesh. You mean, uh, it, now it's a file. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. The kids don't even know what a CD is anymore. Or a digital. A file. You have a file with a Shem Hashem. So on a computer screen, we assume in Hilcha Shabbos and Kota or Kula, writing on a computer screen is not kosev. So to erase it would not be mechika. Uh, yeah, some felt it's not right when it was the tapes discussion they quoted the name of Rabbi Yaakov that you should be a little bit more careful with the tapes but there you had a chefza with the shame of a Kaddish Baruch Hu on it uh, it's hard to call Mechika but nowadays on a computer it's uh, either it's there the oil and void it's not and even if to delete it it's not you know put it in the trash can it's not it's not, uh, it's not Mechika same so kind of question we'll erase it I need to erase it yeah delete it yeah. when the printed press started Right. Printing presses, we assume it's all Kaidish. Yeah. It was a whole discussion. Uh, big discussion, Kaltar Kula. Maybe you need yes. to call me the Gabo in Kavona, you need that yes, to describe. Yes, yes, yes. But Blumaisa, we all assume that's why I didn't bring it up either. My son Ellie was talking about it. Yeah. 
the guy that we had working yeah. with him was a very elegant fellow. Um, when he made some tapes for him, yeah. he modified the the Shemel Hashem so it shouldn't have to be erased. A, a tape with well, yeah, magnetic a, film. A, a digital, uh, you know. Ah, oh, that's a big humor. So therefore, in a wedding invitation, some have a uh, hakpada. Really, it should have been three words. Some have hakpada not to even call sasan and call simcha, but that seems to be an, uh, a stretch. Because what you really mean is to bless the chasan and the kala, call sasan and call simcha, but nonetheless, three words of a pasuk. There were those who are machmer not to write three words of a pasuk, so they would uh, break it up. If you write kol sasan over here, kol simcha over here, kol chasan over here, kol kala over here. That's what they do. Yeah, of course. So you should be able to throw the invitation. Yes, yes, that's why they do it. So they shouldn't acquire this, the, the shame culture. If you see it written in a circle, kol and kol simcha, in a circle, also not. If you change the pasuk, it also is not an issue. If you write nale, al roish All these types of, uh, of uh, um, you know, graphic. if it changes it, it changes the pasuk from any way, either you write part of it over here or part over here, then it does not acquire the shame of the shame Kodesh. The Ramah adds on, not only Kitzvei HaKodesh, not only Psukim, but the Ramah adds perhaps anything that's written B'Ksav Ashuris. The Ramah writes, the ain't lichtol dvarm shachol B'Ksav Ashuris. B'Ksav Ashuris is the Ksav that we use for Sefer Torah. Shekaisen boy HaTorah, because the script itself has a certain uh, measure of Kedusha. And the Pesach Tshuva extends this to even printed items. <coughs> and the show, the Ramah says you shouldn't write a newspaper then in Ksav Ashuris. You shouldn't write Divrei Cho in Ksav Ashuris. But the Pesach Tshuva extended, if you have something that was written in Ksav Ashuris, they print newspapers without asking Shilas in Ksav Ashuris. Now, do I have to treat it with Kedusha? So the Pesach Tshuva says yes. You're not allowed to throw it in a Makam of Bizayon or to bring it into a, a bathroom, let's say. You're not allowed. Even though it's Divrei Cho, but it's written in Ksav Ashuris, one is not supposed to necessarily bring it into uh, treat it b'makom b'zoyon. And the Gilead Marsha on the side of this Ramah, I'm sorry, I didn't give it to you, writes, any block script, any block print has the status of Ksav Ashuris, even though there's no Tagim and it's not, a, you know, wouldn't be kosher necessarily, but it's a block print, you have to be Mahmoud that far. That's why on invitations you find sometimes people are Mahmoud to write the invitation in Ksav Rashi or in a real script, so it shouldn't be a block print for this Indian of the Ramah. Rabbi Moshe argues, and uh, the Rebbe Vadi Yosef argues, that our block print is not, because, is not the Ksav Ashuris. Ksav Ashuris is the Ksav that was used for the Sefer Torah. I don't know if it has to have the Tagim, but it, it's not our script. And therefore you don't have to write Ksav Rashi. Many held invitations are not a Davar Chol. Invitations to a wedding is a Davar Kedesh. But either way, uh, if, if that's the case, then you'd have to put in Shemus. Rabbi Moshe held our script is not Ksav Ashuris. So Moshe said you could bring the Israeli newspapers. If you can read them, you can read them... Uh, <laughs> You can read them in the bathroom. What? Yeah, but you don't throw those out. And that's not a Dover Chol. That's a Dover Kodesh. Uh, get married. So, but what about, final thing, we'll deal with, what about, uh, you know, the explosion of uh, paper documents that we have with Divrei Torah on it. So we said not only the Shiva Shemas, uh, but uh, all Divrei Torah, perhaps even Savashuris, have the status of Dover uh, Kodesh and need to be treated properly, have to be put into Geniza, cannot be uh, treated with a manner of Bizoyan. So what about then the, uh, the, the, the Parsha sheets and the sheets that the kids come home with? My Mar Mekaymas. If it's just a list of Mar Mekaymas, Rambam here, that's not a Kodesh at all. But here we have uh, little snippets. My Mar Mekaymas, or the, the newspaper, which all have Divrei Torah in it. So what, what is the status of those? So the Pais can quote from a from Rabbi Yitzhak 
from the previous generation, writes of Yitzchak based on a comment of the Rambam. Look back at the Rambam um, in Ois Yud Gimel. The Rambam says if you have a Sefer Torah, Shekazva Apikaris. The Apikaris writes the Sefer Torah, you're supposed to burn it. Im has with the Shemos that are in it. Why? The end of the second line. He doesn't believe in what he's writing. You know that this is uh, any, in, in any way holy. They didn't write in the name. Uh, you know of Baruch It's like everything else. It does not take on a status of holiness. So too the Rambam writes. Again, here. If you write things just for the children to read and then they're going to discard it, it's not meant to have any permanence. It's just for the children to read. So then the Ramam says it does not acquire the status of Kedusha. So we mentioned the Shem Chov. My name is Daniel. I write the Aleph and the, the Lamed, not because it's Shem Kodesh, because I intend to write my name. So that doesn't acquire the status of Kedusha. So, so too, rise of Yitzchak Chanvo. Amadnu min divrei haramam desvirei b'ksav shaloi l'shem Kedusha d'lo niskadshu umutol l'zarkon. You're allowed to throw it out. Since you don't have in mind that it should have the status of Kedusha. If you write it without a shay, you know, having in mind the status of Kedusha, so therefore, Rebizik Ochanan was discussing the galleys of a Sefer. If they give you galleys, and then gal, you know, many uh, before they end up printing the Sefer, what can you do with all these galleys? So uh, Rabbi Yisrael Khanan said they were never intended to be in any way permanent, therefore you could, uh, you could throw them out. So, so too many places, you don't even have to say it. It's already implicit. When you print these things out, people know that they're not going to be treated properly, and therefore we know that it's not for any sense of permanence, they're going to be thrown out, and therefore it does not acquire the status of Kedusha. Or Rabbi Yitzchak Hanan says, you have on the, if anybody remembers what a blackboard was, or you have uh, a dry, a, a whiteboard, with, so they're going to write uh, a shay, you know, write Tyra, or they write shame. So what do you do with the blackboard? Sometimes you have to rip the blackboard out and throw out the blackboard. And the price can be said like that. But Rabbi Zikohanan says, no! Rabbi Zikohanan says, because your intention is uh, for it to be temporary. You intend to take it and then erase it. So, can you so it's a, not a problem. subjective to the das of the person who wrote it? Or did das I don't. I think... Anybody who thinks otherwise is butler dietates of das kavanim. If I have a naive teacher who thinks that I'm going to save their parsha sheets, you know, and bury them with, you know, that's ridiculous. They're unaware. So I think the butler dietates of das kavanim. Any sheets the children come home with, these sheets, any type of thing like that that's clearly meant for a temporary thing. Or if I write notes, and I know I regularly throw out my notes anymore because no one keeps papers anymore; everything's files. So I, I throw. If I know I'm writing notes and I plan to keep them 50 years, that's colored. I think also, uh-huh. also. Really? Yes, the Rambam said a safer Torah that's written by uh, without the shame of a intention for Kedusha to be thrown. She's got every shame up on top. I didn't. I, I tried to change them. Oh, one of them. Not. So why? Why is that by people's names? There's no one. No, writing. no one's writing. Right? Well, they're not written now. Yeah, it was a kumra. Listen, if you want to bury all of your parsha, she's gazinda hate. But 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 Meikar Adin, Rabbi Yitzchok says not. The same thing they quote from Sternbach. And Dian Weiss, that the uh, that the um, that the newspapers that have the Torah in it uh, can be uh, can be thrown out. At the same time, Rabbi Yitzchok Chanan questions. 
He says, it was used for a mitzvah, should be no worse than any other Tashmishe mitzvah. So the Gemara tells us in Mesechlis Megillah that Tashmishe mitzvah, la'achar's man mitzvahs and arnizrak, and you can throw them out, as opposed to Tashmishe Kedusha, like a Sefer Torah, like a mantle of a Sefer Torah, like a mezuzah, that has to be buried. What a Tashmishe mitzvah, anything that's used for a mitzvah, and then you're done, a sukkah, a lulav, a shayfer, tzitzis, you can really throw it out when you're done with it. Nonetheless, the Ramah says, last thing, Oishchav Gimel, that Chutei Tzitzis, the Shulchan Aruch says, after they're ripped off, you can throw them in the garbage. The Ramah says on the second line, in the, in the parentheses, Yesh Aymrim, You shouldn't take it and throw it in the garbage can on top of the banana peels. It's not right. You don't need Geniza, but you should be careful not to put it in Makam of Bizayon. So therefore, Yitzhak Ochanan says, any Tashmishay mitzvah. Or, or these notes. So Rabbi Yitzhak Ochanan says, these notes should be no worse than tzitzis, than a lulav, than a sukkah. It's not Tashmishay Kedusha. I didn't have in mind that it should be endowed like a mezuzah, like a Sefer Torah, with Kedusha's Hashem. But it should be no worse than anything I use for a mitzvah, even a one-time thing, a lulav. But is it worse? Should we say it should be no better than, but is it worse than? Meaning, does it have any level of Kedusha? A newspaper, a Jewish newspaper. So, okay, you can't read the Torah part of the bathroom, but can you take it to the bathroom? So the people, the Pais can say like this. I'll tell you, I'll get you one second. So one second. So you have to, I'll get to you what you're thinking one second. So the Pais can say, Rabbi Zilokhanan says, they should really be put in a separate bag. And that's what I do with the Parashit. I put a separate bag. And they say it's better to leave, they quote from Chaim Moise, better to leave it on the curb. Or put it in the, wherever you put your garbage. I let the guy take it. It's a kind of a groma type thing. I'm not doing it. But yad, I put it in a separate bag. Or if you want to put it in your garbage bag too, in a, with, it's in a separate bag, then you put it in your garbage bag. You can throw it out like that. It should be allowed. You want to put it on the street and let the guy take it as an extra, extra type thing. I'm not sure though. I think that's by one Pasha sheets. I'm not sure by the newspapers you have to do this. Why? Because the police can say, can I bring... Shiloh, you know, they always say this. Shiloh, not can you read the Jewish press out of the bathroom. You know, the Shiloh, the Shiloh, can you read the Jewish press in the bathroom? The Shiloh, can you read it out of the bathroom? But either way, can you take the... Um, that joke is so old, it's about the Jewish press. <laughs> you know, they still print the Jewish press. Anyway, but can you bring it into the bathroom if there's different Torah on every other page? So they quote in the name of Rabbi Yashav and Rabbi Scheinberg that if there's two pages in between the page that has the Torah on it, clearly you cannot read the different Torah. But if it's covered over by two pages, it should be no different than a sitter that I have in my pocket in a double covering that you can bring into a bathroom. So if I have a newspaper with two pages over the... So they say, this is crazy, it's like a minefield, you know. But if you know where the different Torah is, then you can bring it into the bathroom as long as it's covered over by two pages. I'm not such a fan of the, you know, doing that. But I think what their heter serves to allow us to do is to take the, uh, whatever your Jewish paper you like, take it and put it into the garbage azoi. Why? You don't need even a bag. Why? Because the Jewish newspaper, whatever debater is there, it's covered over by two, two pages of the newspaper, which are, the first two pages are never debater. Right, it's always the ads. So if you, uh, <laughs> it's the expensive pages. So to put it into the garbage, I think the Jewish newspaper you can put directly into the garbage. But the uh, the other thing should be put uh, into a bag and then put uh, then put into the garbage. If you're going to put your Jewish newspaper, I promise, the last thing, if you're going to put your Jewish newspaper into the garbage, so some paiskim say you should really take out the divrei chol. You can't put, you're putting with divrei kedusha, I'm going to put the advertisements into the Shemus. The same way paiskim make a comparison, we have a separate bate uh, base oilam 
for yin, a separate base oilam uh, for nachrim. We have to separate between the tashmishay mitzvah, tashmishay kedusha. You can't take things that don't belong in Shemus and put them into Shemus. So why, why not just take all of our garbage, like everything that we have, put it into Shemus, no shilas. That's wrong, because you're diluting Shemus is supposed to be for those things that require geniza, not for things that don't require geniza. So some held, some hold like this, that if you're going to put your Jewish newspaper into the Shemus, you have to be machmer to cut out the divrei Torah, put the divrei Torah in, and cut out the advertisements, because they don't belong in the Geniza. They quote, I heard a letter from Chaim Kanievsky that he held the whole thing as one chefza, and you don't have to cut out the divrei Chol, but many Pisces, particularly in America, uh, are into that chumrah. So you have to be careful what you put in Shemus. You should really only put things that belong there. Also, it's very expensive, Shemus. You should really only put things that belong there, and therefore it's important to be uh, familiar with, uh, with these halachas. Okay. Uh, 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 they print out uh, they print out the parsha. <laughs> 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 <laughs>